0: Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, look here, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, go ahead and leave us a like and a comment too. Now, let's get to the show. Of course, you guys know our normal schedule. We're dropping this episode. We're recording this episode on Wednesday. We will we will drop this on Thursday. And don't forget to look out for the Jared Cook conversation as well. We will be dropping that uh, after Thursday also. So you don't want to miss that. Jared Cook starting tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Now it's time for School Check-in, hottest part of our show. One of the hottest parts of our show. I mean, every part of our show is super hibachi hot, but you know, this is the first part of our show, so it's the hottest part of the show. And the skull check-in is always better. It's always on point coming after coming off of a huge win. And I can tell you this much, man, I almost gave up hope. I almost gave up hope. I thought everything was gone. I thought it was over. I thought it was disco dead. I thought it was a wrap. But I tell you this much, I didn't turn the TV I stayed put. I stayed. I stayed with the boys. I said, man, they done let me down again.
1: God dang it.
0: I said, and I had them on my money line. I had them on, I had the Vikings on my money line. I said, Shoot, just win. That's it. Just win, baby. Like Al Davis said. <laughs> guess what? The Vikings won. And guess what? I won my parlay as well. If you've been following me, I put my parlay winnings on my story time. You know what I mean? Just to, as a motivational piece, as oh, people it say. Is,
1: huh? Oh boy,
0: Pat Pappy. Boy, I'm heavy right now, Pat. <laughs> boy, listen, I ain't going to toot my own horn, but boy. woah, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Boy, Pat, boy. I feel like, I mean, I just be putting parlays together just to see how lucky I am to see if they're going to come through. But y'all okay. help me. You help me, Pat P. Okay. I owe, you, I owe you a nice brunch. You help me. You help me. The Vikings <laughs> help me. Hitman, Captain Kirk. What the kicking name is again? i be forgetting kicking names. I'm sorry. You know your kicking name?
1: Yeah, I know my kicker name, man. Greg. Greg. Greg what? Joseph. Okay, you do know your kicker name.
0: Shout out to Greg, (laughs) Joseph. He came through in the clutch. Lions recap. Vikings win 1917. Man, how does it feel? Because I know know you were emotionally tied up in the game. I was emotionally tied from... The TV screen, but seeing the ebbs and flows of that ball game, and seeing how you guys won, man, what was the feeling like? Take us through that, through the atmosphere, you know, that you were going through on Sunday.
1: Well, you know, division division uh, foes will always be a battle. It's always going to come down to that one possession, you know. um, And you know, as uh, as being in this league for you know for eleven years now, every second on the clock matters. You know what I mean? So um it's definitely a a learning a learning experience for us you know moving forward but definitely happy to be on the winning side of those close games now you know being able to operate you know you know under pressure being able to be get ourselves in position with uh 30 some odd seconds left to um to win the game um but you know you never want to be in that position being up 10 with three something odd minutes left Mm-hmm. Or, um, but like I said, it's an experience that we can learn from, um, and, and, and luckily that we came out, came out on the uh, the winning side of it this time. And hopefully, it can you know propel us to something special throughout the rest of the year. A win is a win, you know. You know, no, no matter how you how you take them. You know, it's hard enough to win on on, uh, on Sundays on Sundays in this league. However, you can get a win, you take get that win and move on to the next Sunday. Like
0: yeah, no question. There's no, there's no such thing as style points in National Football League. You know, as long as you get a dub, that's the most important thing. And oddly enough, you guys were on the wrong wrong end of the stick when it comes to close ball games. So being able to finally pull one out was huge. Not to mention that was a divisional game, as you, as you stated. Uh, what was happening between Kirk Cousins and Coach Zimmer? Celebration.
1: I was listen. right there. When it all was going down, I I, I couldn't tell you, Matt. You know, but I'm like Coach, we finally came out on top on a, a, a of a close one, and I kept it moving.
0: <laughs> hey, Kurt Cousins was fired up. He a little, I think Zimmer was fired up initially, but when he Kurt gave him that last shove, Zimmer was like, "Hey, on hold on, man, bro, you don't push me too many times." <laughs> I I mean, I mean, it was a, a, a an emotional <laughs> game, but hey, Coach Zimmer, like he was ready to do something, like yo. All right, you pushed me two times. That third push, <laughs> man, hey, hey, I like it. Though. I love seeing the emotions because one thing about the game of football that fans don't see, all the hard work and preparation. Right. You know, that goes into putting the product on the field on Sundays and being able to win is just a, a, a piece of the results. And that's why on one end, you guys are celebrating, right? You know, jumping for joy. And the other end, you had a head coach who was crying, who was teared up because it's tough when you have those type of losses that yeah. continue to add up. Um, so it's a tough situation to be in. But, hey, you guys earned the right to win and you won. Um, talking about the collapse, you know, what what needs to happen to prevent those situations late in the fourth quarter, allowing the team to get back into a ball game.
1: Uh, you know, you just got to finish. You know what I mean? You know, well, no matter where the ball is on the field, you got to be able to defend everybody. grass as a defense. Um, you know, and as an offense, you want to be able to control the clock, you know, especially in the fourth quarter, be able to get some first down, move, move the chains, uh, change and um, uh, eat the clock up a little bit. Um, you know, so just have to put all those things together. You know, like I said, it's a great situation that we can learn from. You know, earlier on, we was, you know, you know, good in those situations parts far as when we needed to get off the field, um, you know, and those losses. And then, you know, vice versa came, came upon us uh, Sunday not being very good um, in the fourth quarter um, to, to to seal the victory. But, you know, eventually we end up getting the, uh, the victory. And like I said, it could be something that we can learn from. And hopefully hopefully, it could be something that can propel us throughout the rest of the season.
0: Are you and the rest of the team aware of some of the hot seat conversations that have been taking place. Many people felt like you guys lost the lines. you know, uh, jobs would be in jeopardy. Are you aware of those type of conversations?
1: Nah, this is my first, I mean, you heard, you know, kind of bits and pieces of it in the season, first kicked off, you know, on NFL Network and all that stuff. But once the season started, you know, we really, really don't pay attention, pay attention to the outside noise. You know, we focus mm-hmm. more on, the opponent that we have to um, face on Sunday, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know, preparing for that moment because only thing you can control is that moment when you know where your feet are at that time. And you know, at this time, you know, Coach Zimmer is our coach, and, you know, he's doing a great job of preparing us on Sundays, making sure that we're ready, um, giving us that um, uh, that confidence, knowing knowing that we can go out and execute the game plan, providing us with a great game plan. Um, to go out there and execute out our best of uh, ability. So at the end of the day, you know, we're not hearing the outside noise or hearing none of those conversations because it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And if you do hear it, you know, hypothetically speaking, I know the respect you have for Coach Zimmer. uh, What does that add to you? You know, being able to, number one, keep the coach, keep your coach out of those conversations. Does that add any extra motivation for, for you and the entire team?
1: Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know you judge. Uh, you know, I think you know collectively as a group, you know we all are on the same page when it comes down comes down to the ultimate goal, and that's winning ball games and you know getting into the playoffs and having a chance to uh, play for the, uh, the Lombardi Trophy. You know, so at the end of the day, if we if we all continue to have that collective collective goal on um, on our minds, you know everything will work itself out. You know, that's, you know, that's the way I look at it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't want to see, uh, you know, because if you, if you look at that as extra motivation, you see it as going and fishing, fishing for plays fishing for things that doing things that you out of the ordinary that you shouldn't be doing, trying to force a play to happen. And that can end up putting you in a, you know, much worse situation than, you know, than it could be. So at the end of the day, you know, if everybody's on the same page as far as, you know, being prepared on Sunday, doing what you need to do to make sure that you're prepared if the numbers call, then the wins will add up, you know, and after what no add up, you know, you get in the playoffs, you know, and everybody loves the playoffs. You know, you get an extra check and you get an opportunity to play for the Lombardi Trophy. So if we can stay on that, on that page, everything will work itself out.
0: Well, I can tell you this much, Pat P. You had a few nice plays, a few third down stops, man. Uh, your coverage has really been on point. You don't really get talked about a lot, which is a good thing and a bad thing because you don't get a chance to make a lot of plays, and they don't come at you that much. And when they do, you kind of, you know, you effacing that said wide receiver out of the ball game. Talk about some of the uh, the PBUs you were able to come up through, come up with, especially on third down situations. Uh, what were you in, uh, you know, the route combination? What were you anticipating from the wide receiver?
1: We uh, was in a little off off zone. Um, you know, I can't really tell you exactly what we was in, but we was in the <laughs> off zone.
0: What was your responsibility?
1: Um, I had a, uh, a quarter uh, responsibility. So I had that quarters of the field mm-hmm. and having that condensed set. Um, I can't remember what set they was in, but I think they were in a three-by-one set bunch on the back side meaning, you know, three receivers were all condensed together and the uh, backside receiver was on top of the numbers. And I knew I had the inside help of my safety. So, you know, I played a little bit outside and, you know, what they showed on film was, a, you know, a ton of outs. So, hell, mm-hmm. if they don't on film, I'm playing to that.
0: <laughs> you that's that's, why, I mean? you, that's so, why you watch film.
1: Exactly. So, you know, I, you know, had a nice little back pedal, pace back pedal, you know, knew all my sticks were, and knew at some point that he had to get rid of the ball because we had some cooking up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. So you had a blitz coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, um, he ended up getting the ball out, knowing, knowing, anticipating that route to play. So pretty much plan the route before the route even happened is what actually helped me, you know, be be a, helped me get in that position to uh, make that plan. On the second one, it was kind of the same way. I kind of thought he was going to run, the, well, from the formation that I got, because it was three by one, and the quarterback was on the opposite halves, um, and they had all wide splits. He had like a plus three to plus four split. It was third down to seven. So I honestly thought he was going to try to just run me off. When, this when you say plus three, you saying plus three from the numbers? Yes, plus three gotcha. from the numbers. Yep. So initially I thought it was going to try to like run like a tear route because like I said, the ball was on the opposite hatch and they got all the skill to work with and they run that a lot they run a lot of uh, um, China sevens, uh, China Seams. so mm-hmm. I really because especially with the plus three split, I'm thinking you know a curl. you know I'm not thinking you know nothing vertical and I did and the slant wasn't really in my mind. but what saved me was the release he gave me being able to process his information you know quickly. So he gave me the release, and my eyes knew everything where it needs to be. But what gave it away is the way he rose his body up on the outside release. Mm. He rose his body up on the outside release. I was like, "Oh, that's not a takeoff." You, you know what he doing when he doing that? Yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's not a go. That's not a go. That's not a go release. That's not mm-hmm. like a bad and go release. So he got to run that out. Yeah. So I um I end up settling down a little bit inside. He end up coming back to me, got him with a nice hand. Uh, hand, two-hand uh, counter uh, jab and mm-hmm. uh, press came back, quarterback through the ball, nice breakup, you know, and, and that help got it got us off the field. I think that was third quarter. Yeah, it was another out I could I should have had. They they motioned to. Oh, to God. It.
0: that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, oh it,
1: man, a too fast on my back pedal.
0: No, that. I'm not not that play, not that play when you were a little too fast in the pedal. I'm talking about the play, the one hand interception by Eric, when you was coming right there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If he don't pick that, the ball hit you in the chest. Yeah, for sure. But it always, ha- why it always happened like that? It always happened like that, don't it? Either yeah. someone gonna pick it off or someone gonna deflect it. But when, when you right in position, cause you undercut the heck, I think you ran a slant, route.
1: Yeah, you ran a slant on that one too.
0: Bro, you jumped that boy, like you just got shot out of a cannon. Yeah, And literally, and the thing is with Eric, unbelievable interception. But, you know, linebacks usually don't come through with that type of play.
1: Yeah, that was a great play.
0: And it was like you were anticipating him missing the ball because you you put your hands up like <laughs> you was about to catch it. Right.
1: Man, I'll say that. Say it again. i said, "Could that happened. That bit me in the butt before. Uh, Calvin Not J- being prepared? No, nah, I was prepared because I was on Calvin Johnson. It was almost like the same route, but Calvin Johnson was in the slot. I was playing for the uh, playing for the Cardinals at the time, 2013. Carlos' year, first back, win a cover three because they like to put the uh, create match matches and put Calvin Johnson at the slide and motion. Can't remember who the back was, but motion him out wide. So Mm -hmm. now I go inside, playing a seam technique, pretty much funneling everything back inside the uh, the hashes, and um, I did my job. Calvin runs a slant. I'm all over Calvin. I see Carlos coming because we basically bracketing him. Yeah, and Carlos goes like this here. The ball goes through his hands, hit Calvin Johnson in the chest, he goes for like seventy. Like, oh, I know, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking man. about. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. And you hesitated because <laughs> you thought Carlos was gonna get it. He went for it, like he was, yeah. it was the perfect coverage, like it worked out because we knew he was running that route. I know like what you're talking about, or the uh, the slot fade, and, and like, like I said. I'm um, outside technique, funneling everything into the hashes. Carlos gets a great read off Matthew, and it goes through his hand. I made a great, great b. Mhm. Goes through his hand, hit Cavill between the eight and the one, and he it,
0: took off. And then yeah. you wasn't even in high gear, so you tried to put it in high gear, but Calvin yeah. already had steps on you, So
1: Eric yeah. Carlos.
0: But that was uh, That's that's when you came to the sideline. You say yeah. he won't catch nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I know things. you had some five clicks on that game too after you had them on the straps uh was it yeah, the sure yes sir the is on point i remember remember the dress code i remember the plays yes sir yeah but that was a great play by Kendricks. we had him on the show front of the show so if you can't get the interception it's only right another viking players get an interception no doubt mm-hmm. now it's time to transition to the upcoming matchup this sunday the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings. I think you guys traveled to Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, last time you was in that stadium a year ago, had a nice interception playing a half t- concept. He was inverted from a corner to a safety, picked off Teddy Bridgewater on their side of the football field. Let's see if you can do the same thing this week. Uh, Sam Donald started the season playing pretty good football, slowed down a little bit. Uh, interceptions has been a theme that has been associated with his play uh, costly interceptions last week against Philadelphia. I know you will tap into that tape. Darius Slade, big play. Slade had two. Steven Nelson had one to basically seal the deal. Uh, turnovers has been an issue with Sam Darnold throughout his professional career, starting to surface once again. How can you guys force turnovers from Sam Darnold this Sunday?
1: Um, you know, for the most part, you want to, you know, for any quarterback, you want to be able to disrupt them. Um be able to get there, make their feet happier in the pocket, you know make them see things that's not there um you know so um you know that's some of the things that we want to present to him you know we want to mm-hmm. make his you know try to make his life uh, a living hell but we know they have great athletes on the outside and also in the running back position as well so we also know that we have our hands full and they have a um a crop of athletes um over there that can you know get busy you know so mm-hmm. um you know, the, you know, the table is set, you know, Sunday's going to be a great game. Hopefully, you know, we can go out there and execute the game plan to, you know, to, uh, to the, you know, to a hundred percent and come out on top, you know, you know, because we definitely need some more turnovers too. We want to, you know, be able to create some havoc in the backfield, of, you know, to be able to bring Wilson back to the sideline with us as well. So
0: Wilson,
1: that's the football, Wilson. by the way, yes, sir. Wilson. So, um, It's gonna be fun, you know, so I'm looking forward to traveling out there to uh, Charlotte. You know, I love that, uh, that stadium, that atmosphere. I just saw that they have a turf field now. Field turf. Looking forward to- uh, You like field turf? Not really, but I'm looking forward to the new new change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like field turf either. They don't give, I like grass. Yeah. Some good low cut grass, man, that's all I need. Yeah, talk about some of their athletes. They got some nice experienced wide receivers. DJ Moore has been the lead guy in that unit, uh, followed by Robbie Anderson, South Florida native, and of course, LSU rookie, Terrence Marshall. I would say, if you were to follow a guy, if you were to follow a guy, it probably would be DJ Moore, who's having a heck of a year, over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Talk about some of the challenges. You know, DJ Moore is an athletic wide receiver. He can do a lot. He's just not a pure route runner. He's a guy who's just a football player. Um, yep. But, you know, Ro- Robbie's the fast guy, and Torrance, you know, up and coming rookie, clearly big time potentials, you know, learning as he goes. But look at these three guys. You know, talk about some of the challenges. And you played against Robbie, if I'm not mistaken, a year ago.
1: I played against both of those guys. You played
0: against both, yeah, both of them a year ago. You know, talk about some of the challenges. Because this is safe to say, this is a more experienced wide receiver group than what you just faced off against and uh, with the Detroit. I think that's safe to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. Um, DJ, um, like you said, he's um, a very, very tough tackle but to to. Uh, to bring down for one. He take, takes pride in the yak, um, meaning, you know, yards after the catch. Um, you know, very, um, very, very uh, different guy because like you said, like he uh, started to become into his zone, but he do some unique things farther far as his route running, being able to set things up um, in different ways. And like you said, Robbie is the guy that, likes to go down, uh, takes the top off the defense, but he has a little bit of everything in his game as well. You know what I mean? He can make those tough catches. He can make those t- uh, sideline catches. He can, um, you know, uh, make those slant catches, you know, and also got the speed, you know, to take the top off um, uh, of the defense. And, you know, Terrence is uh, starting to, uh, to find his way into the offense, you know, obviously being back with uh, JB, his uh, uh, college um, OC you know, so you know it's a lot of uh, familiarity there um yep. you know so um, um like I said they, these guys got talent we haven't even mentioned um um the back, you know Christian be, McCaffrey uh, Christian McCaffrey so um and you know you know that that, that, that you know that speaks for itself you yeah, know no I mean, question. So, um these guys got talent you know across the board you know like I said our hands are definitely definitely full. Um, but we had to do a good job of you know trying to make them one dimensional, but we you know that's tough as well because we know you know McCaffrey is a, a dynamic back far as in the passing game, screen game, and also um toting the rock as well. So um yeah. I played this full, you know. So um we know there's gonna be another another blood fest because they have a strong um, defensive side mm-hmm. in the ball as well. So we gotta pack, you know, our defense and special teams, baby. Yeah, it's gonna be no a it's, question. It's gonna be a great game. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: No doubt. I, I unfortunately, a friend of the show, JC Horn, who was having a heck of a year, he's injured. So if you get a chance to say what's up to him, you know, share some knowledge to him, that'd be dope. Uh he's injured. Uh, but that defense is still flying around. My prediction for that ball game 23 to 9. 23. I'm sorry, 21 to 9. 21. Vikings win. Head into the bye week with a huge win. 21 to 9 is my score prediction now it's time for around the league two big time stories as of late involving head coaches we talked about urban meyer a few weeks ago and most recently john gruden he resigns from the raiders job players reaction you know a lot of people feel like well he's not that type of guy of course you don't know exactly what happened uh some Old emails surfaced. I don't know how, but from the years 2010 to 2018, if I'm not mistaken, mostly when he was not coaching in the National Football League, uh, some some very very you know questionable emails surfaced, uh, you know regarding race and things like that, you know gender uh, came out, and because of that, eventually he was fired. Uh, what was your, or he, he had a choice. I'm saying resign, you know, you know how it is. The thing about him resigning is that I don't think he's owed the rest of his money. Cause he's walking away. So right. I think, you know, if the rate is clear, if you get fired as a coach, your, your, your contract they, is still guaranteed. Right. But he resigned. And I think it was something that both, both sides, uh, wanted to, uh, oh, get God. done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and he was able to do, they were able to do so. So the first apology, uh, that came from Gruden was after the comments regarding NFLPA PA president DeMarie Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Gruden said, all I can say is I'm not a racist. I can't tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to Dee Smith, but I feel good about who I am, what I've done my entire life. I apologize for the insensitive remarks I had. I had no racial intentions with those remarks at all. I'm not like that at all, but I apologize. Okay, the second apology came, um, I'm sorry, the the resignation letter, I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, I love the Raiders, I do not want to be a distraction, thank you to all the players, coaches and staff, fans of Raider Nation, I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. You know, when you initially heard the situation, you know, what was going through your mind?
1: Um... When I first read, I was like, "Damn!" Like, you know, obviously, because we—I have—you can't see. Well, I haven't. I heard bits and pieces of some of the things that were said in the email, but you know, you still haven't. You know, me personally, you know, I haven't seen or heard anything, you know, of some of the things that he said. But you know, listening to some of the people, like you know, Stephen A. Mm -hmm. um, Keyshawn talk about the host uh, situation or whatever. Um. It was pretty mind-boggling, you know. Apparently, you know, some mm-hmm. of the things that he was saying, and you know, some of the some of the things he was comparing people to, um, you know, it's just, you know, sickening. For one, and, and just two, like, you know, I don't know John Gruden personally. You know, I had the opportunity to, you know, be on the bus with him once when he worked with uh, ESPN Monday Night Football, but I don't know him personally. I mm-hmm. can't, you know, speak on you know, who he is, you know, as a man or, you know, as a coach or, you know, as a person. But, you know, if some of that stuff is true. What they, you know, saying that he said in those messages, man, you know, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> what do you
0: say to people that say, well, that was 10 years ago and those were private emails? He never thought they would come out. Why is he being punished for something that he did 10 years ago or nine years ago and he did it? you know, privately. What do you say to people that feel that way? Like, he's actually being done wrong for
1: the criticism that he's getting? No, man, like, you know, wrong is wrong, you know, no matter, you know, when it was was done, you know, you know, just especially like, you know, some of the, the, the people and some of the communities that he was, you know, talking about and, you know what I mean? That's just not something that just you threw up under the rug, you know, especially being the public figure that you are, you know, being around some of the, you know, having some of these insensitive topics, you know, over the years. And, you know, now it just seems like, you know, are you really on board of, of what the NFL is is trying to uh, partake in now? You know, knowing that these, uh, these, um, emails, you know, whatever you felt back in the uh, the day um, uh, about certain people or about certain race or about certain communities, you know, now do you feel a certain way on how the league is partaking, you know, Mm. Black Lives Matter. And he also
0: had an openly gay player on his team as well.
1: Exactly, so now how you saying that? Now you just, that's just, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, you know, that's him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He he showed his true colors, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: And also too, I think what people have to understand, coaches are held to a higher standard and they should be. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. They're held to a higher standard. And for John Gruden, even though that was years ago, those thoughts he put on wax. So he felt so adamant about his thoughts to put them in an email. My question is, how comfortable are you to send these emails to other people unless they're like-minded people? Mm -hmm. Because you don't send certain things to people who don't feel the same way you feel. Like me personally, I gamble on sports. I bet on sports legally. I'm not going to send my parlays to a cousin of mine or uncle of mine who don't even gamble. Cause that's not what he's associated with. What
1: you like? What you sending me this for?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like why are you sending me this? It would it would be like someone who 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 drinks alcohol and I don't drink. They're sending me a list of different beverages, alcohol beverages that they want to try. Why are you sending me this? I don't even like alcohol. This doesn't resonate to me. So it's almost like whoever he's sending these emails to are they like minded individuals? Individuals and they said he said he had a bad moment and people are backing him saying he had a bad moment. Yo. You had eight years of bad moments. Right. <laughs> eight years. It's not just one accidental email that you sent out. You had reoccurring emails that were consistently right. going out, saying and challenging and questioning and and, and and just criticizing the way someone looks, the way hey, someone
1: acts. Hey, Is this true that he said? They say he called the commissioner, the p word in one no of the question. emails. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think he. I think he targeted the commissioner, I think he said something about Biden. I think he said something about uh, back years ago when Michael Sam was getting a shot in the National Football League. I think Mm. he said something about Eric Reed. I think he said something about female coaches. Uh, He just was going on and on. Mm. He was going on and on. Female officials, you know what I mean? So for you to sit here and be the head coach, the face of an organization, they gave you a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You can't tolerate like that. You can't act like that. So for people that are saying it was is years ago, it wasn't just one incident. It was eight years of a string of emails, you know, disrespectful emails. And like you said, the NFL, they're trying to create a different culture. Right. And it's hard because there are a lot of people that may feel the same way he feel privately. And that's why I said just imagine the amount of emails and who he was sending these emails to because Do they feel the same way? Because if they don't, he's not sending these emails out to people who don't feel that way. It wouldn't resonate. It wouldn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't make sense. So tough situation to be in. But for the players out there with Raiders, with the Raiders, hopefully they can allow this to not be a distraction and get back to the, the most important business, which is trying to win ball games. Now it's time for our All Things Covered Awards. We're dishing out two awards weekly for those that live up to our show name and have All Things Covered. The first one is definitely appropriately. It's appropriate. It's appropriate for this title. Defense, the Philadelphia Eagles defense. They allowed 60 points to the Panthers, and I don't know how they won that ball game because for three quarters, they were fighting from behind. Three (laughs) interceptions, I said earlier. Darius Slay had two. Steven Nelson had one. Hargrave and Fletcher Cox at each had sacks. The way they played football and the way they forced turnovers, they had everything covered in that ball game and they won. So they get the defense award and offensively, man. Now, I came up with this award winner before Monday night happened, Pat P.
1: So I- Hey. Whew. Action Jackson, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> hey, boy. Hey. Hey,
0: man. Hey, But <laughs> You know the man did all that in the half. He Because the first half, he didn't, didn't do nothing. I saw it.
1: For <laughs> action, Jackson. The, the it, started, it started when he hit uh, Hollywood on that wide open ball. And when they put that, uh, the backup corner in mm-hmm. 33, that's when he it started. He that slant and go. He oh, around that slant I, and go. I was like, hold on. And Coats came back. They got a field goal in that drive. Man, that but boy I was. Uh, came back on the field with ten to go. He said, "No, nah, I'm good. Everything. Pat P. everything, everything Thirty-seven or forty-three, four hundred and
0: forty-two yards, four touchdowns, sixty-two yard rush. I had on my fantasy bench, by the way. He had fifty plus points on my bench. I still won, but yeah, he went crazy. He put that
1: cape on again.
0: Man. Oh man, yeah, boy, let's, he might be the most valuable player in the league right now.
1: Man, you can go ahead <sighs> you. you can you can change it. He was. I say, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I
0: had Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now,
1: action Jackson.
0: It doesn't hurt <laughs> <urban laughs> bad, man. But we go, we're going to go ahead and make an audible then. We can do audible,
1: that. Audible, action we're Jackson. go
0: down to Broward County. Yeah. Go ahead and give it to Lamar Jackson, man. Oh, Lamar Jackson, man. Back. 37-43, <laughs> man. 442 yards, four touchdowns. I can tell you this much. The league don't want him to be able to be this accurate of a passer because if he is, you can't stop him. At all. I said Monday night, I tweeted out, he's like the Allen Iris in the football a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. Like, he got to do so much, and he welcomes that. So go ahead. We're going to go ahead and give it. We're going to change it up right now. Action, Jackson, yeah. man. That the game, four touchdowns, and they won. was huge. Now, time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners, and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a, a question attached to a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. We got two questions today, Pat P. The first one comes from Cody Waller. You can only play with two other corners for the rest of
1: your career. Who are they? they, Maybe any corner. Like they, they still like they still playing. They like still in the league or they Uh, higher corners. Current, current guys. I go at Jalen and Trey White
0: ooh I like it. I like it. The second question is coming from vogo three 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 if you would if you would get another car,
1: what would you buy mm, mm. if I wasn't get another car what would i buy That's a good question yeah
0: well what hold uh, on before before you answer that question what you got now
1: uh, everything's still the same. Okay, ain't got nothing new. Yeah, ain't got nothing new. I, mean, I got the Black Series. That's the latest. That's mm-hmm. the newest thing, but I got it like three months ago. Um, I'll probably say... Hmm, man, I like that. Uh, I like that. I've been seeing that commercial of the, the new um, electric Cadillac. Which one? The SUV? Yeah, the SUV. That truck seems pretty dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Shout out to Cadillac. Y'all can be a sponsor if you want to. you. No question. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at oh Pod. Each week, we give clues for our next guest. And the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. Shout out to the real Jay Clark who is one of our longest listening and most loyal fans. Man, shout out to the real Jay Clark for correctly guessing Devin White from last week. Again, follow us at All Things Cover Pod for the very best content from the
1: show. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening oh, and watching. What?
0: Hold on, Pat P. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I got to let people know, unfortunately, we didn't win the People's Choice Award. We were finalists. We were Ooh. finalists. We didn't win... But I, I, I think we should have won. And the reason why. Listen, so the black the, the 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 title, the black hosted podcast, they didn't give it to two black hosts. One <coughs> guy wasn't black. I'm trying to figure out how is that possible? Like the title is black hosted podcast. And you lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out that's the title that we didn't create the title, right? That's not what we came up with, that's what they came up with. I I appreciate the People's Choice Award for giving us an opportunity and nominating us. And we were a finalist. But I'm just trying to figure out the title is Ooh. The Best <laughs> Black Hosted <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so the, the podcast that won had someone who was African-American and the other person wasn't. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Help me understand. I don't understand.
1: Hey, but congratulations to the, to the-
0: Congratulations. I just had to get that out there. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, interrupt a
1: goodbye. <laughs> that's it for this episode as we can see mac had to get a lot off his chest no question to everyone for listening and watching we'll be back again thursday where you can expect all things to be covered Peace. peace